0: Welcome to the Herdorlandia Weekly News. The main news stories over the past week have included. President Duda calls political leaders from across the spectrum for consultations on the Ukraine crisis. Older school pupils are to move to distance learning as the government moves to implement new Covid-19 measures. Yaroslav Govan returns to the political fray with an attack on Pravo is Preveldi Vosht and a film about 1970s Polish leader Edward Gerich, opens in cinemas across the country. President Andrzej Duda has this week been centre stage in Poland, as the country considers its options as to how it can best navigate the ongoing crisis between Russia and Ukraine. A meeting of the country's National Security Council, which includes opposition politicians, has been scheduled for Friday at which Duda has promised to provide as full an update on the situation as possible. He commented on Monday night that he was convening the National Security Council to share with the most important participants in the Polish political scene my knowledge and the picture of the situation that arises as a result of all the meetings and talks that I have recently held. Last Monday, Duda joined the leaders of the US, UK, France, Germany and Italy as well as the Presidents of the European Commission and the European Council and the NATO Secretary-General, on a video call to discuss the security challenge posed by the Russian military build-up on its border with Ukraine. Duda commented afterwards that, I want to emphasize the unity of the North Atlantic Alliance. He added, There is no ally at the moment that would break the solidarity with Ukraine, with the rest of NATO. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg tweeted after the online meeting saying We agree that any further aggression by Russia against Ukraine will have severe costs. While several NATO members have announced plans to send military reinforcements to fellow member states in Eastern Europe, the response has been relatively small-scale. It's very clear that in the event of a large-scale Russian military operation against Ukraine, the country cannot expect external military intervention. On Monday, President Duda's National Security adviser, Paweł Solok, said after a meeting between the head of state and the country's Defence and Interior Ministers, as well as their top officials, that Poland would not be sending troops to Ukraine, at least for now. Opinion polls suggest that while a large majority of polls agree with the government's political stance in support of Ukraine, an overwhelming majority don't believe that Polish troops should be sent there. The government this week held an all-party meeting on measures to combat COVID-19 in Poland, amid indications it's planning new restrictive legislation, something much of the opposition has been pressing for, but which will likely pose its own challenges to implement. On Tuesday, government spokesman Piotr Müller said that there would be new legislative proposals after the meeting with opposition parties and that they would be unveiled later in the week. Opposition politicians from parma Ovetelska and Levitse were critical of the government after the all-party meeting, claiming it had no strategy in the face of a rising number of cases. On the other hand, former presidential candidate and prominent Confederatius same member, Shisdorf Bozak, said the government's likely proposals went in the wrong direction. Confederazia is opposed to restrictions on unvaccinated people or other mandatory measures. Bozak claimed the government is focused on matters that are completely irrelevant from the patient's point of view. He added that the government, seeing the failure of its centralism, has decided to go further into centralism and healthcare management through penalties. It will bring us no good. It's the completely wrong direction to go. As part of the government's response to the recent spike in the number of cases, Education Minister Shemiswav Charnik announced on Tuesday that older elementary school children and high school students, so in general those aged 11 and over, would revert back to remote learning from today until the end of the winter school break at the end of February. Charnik said that, in practice, this means two weeks of distance learning. Remote working for government employees, where this is possible, had already been made mandatory until the end of February. Also on Tuesday, the COVID-19 quarantine period was shortened from 10 days to 7 and free tests are to be made available through pharmacies from Thursday. Last Friday, Health Minister Adam Nijelski claimed that a number of COVID-19 cases would hit record levels over the coming weeks, exceeding 60,000 daily cases and possibly approaching 140,000. On Wednesday, Poland reported a record number of new daily COVID-19 cases at 53,420. After two months of political inactivity, the former Deputy Prime Minister and current leader of the much shrunken in size polysmia party, Jarosław Govin, this week resurfaced on the Polish political scene. It followed a period of hospitalisation for mental health issues. In a series of social media posts on Tuesday, Govin said he had been suffering from depression. He cited it as one of the reasons what he termed the brutal attacks he'd suffered at the hands of his former coalition partner, Pravo Isprewetliwost. He said that, I have overcome the illness, and that he now feels stronger than ever. Govin said he was determined to work to remove peace from power, before the party can further harm the Polish national interest. In the latest episode of a very long-running saga, on Wednesday the Rules and Deputies Affairs Committee of the same, voted by 9-7 to to recommend that the President of the Supreme Audit Office, Marian Banish, be stripped of his immunity from prosecution. This would mean he would have to face various legal cases, including for allegedly giving false asset declarations. The recommendation still has to go to the full same. In another twist in the saga on Tuesday, the District Prosecutor's Office in Warsaw said that a Vice-President of the Supreme Audit Office had notified it of alleged crimes by banish, including abuse of power, using auditors for duties beyond their legal remit and disclosing confidential information. A major concern for polls at present is undoubtedly the ongoing high rate of price increases, including for essential everyday items. The other side of the coin, though, is that the Polish economy has continued to grow rapidly, as reflected in a consistently low unemployment rate. On Wednesday, Główny Urząd Sadistyczny, Statistics Poland, announced that the rate of unemployment remained stable at 5.4% in December compared to November. The State Statistics Agency reported there were approximately 895,000 people out of work at the end of December, marginally down from the end-November figure of 899,000. Eurostat, using different methodology, puts the Polish unemployment rate even lower. On Tuesday, Poland officially became a framework nation for the multinational Eurocorps military group. A member since 2002, Poland becomes the sixth framework nation, giving it advice over the composition and tasks of the multinational group can be used in humanitarian, rescue and peacekeeping missions by international organisations including the UN, NATO and EU. Defence Minister Mariusz Wojciech attended a ceremony to mark the occasion in Strasbourg, France, where Eurocorps is based. Wozczak commented that, by stepping up our involvement, we are demonstrating that Poland is not just a consumer of security, but also guarantees security. Finally, I guess many of us are guilty of being nostalgic about the past, even when we know the past was far from wonderful. In subsequent decades some Poles have been accused of the same concerning the Edward Gerich era in the country. The PZPR for secretary ruled Poland from 1970 to 1980, a period which was initially one of economic expansion and relative prosperity, but fuelled by foreign loans, and which paved the way for the economic and political crises of the early 1980s. Last Friday, a biographical film entitled simply Geric opened in cinemas across Poland. Heathcliff Janusz Iwanowski, who co-wrote and produced the film, commented that the movie is not a hagiography and that we have depicted the mistakes, the reprehensible things he did as a politician. He added that it's a truthful movie, a movie about a human being and that everyone will draw their own conclusions. That's all for this week.